When's your birthday? 22nd of February. What year? Every year. Get out. That's the sound that I want The following episode contains spoilers. A lot of nice little boys in the village. They haven't got much choice in the village. Fuck up, fuck up, fuck the morning village. Fuck up, fuck up, fuck the morning village. They ain't too friendly in the village. There's a top boy fronting in the village. Not just to the executioner. He is, he is a great big bitchy beard. Fuck up, fuck the morning village. Fuck up, fuck the morning village. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever Podcast. Gone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are we doing today? You were at a party. I have just come back from a gender reveal party where. Fantastic. My what nephew, are you? I'm going <laughs> to. I mean, I, I, it's 2022, man. You know what I mean? We can't yeah. assume anymore. So just everyone at the party showed up and just. Reveal their, their own gender. genders. Yeah, it was great. That sounds quite X-rated. It was. It's a. It's a new take on the key party. Um, yes, it is. You, yeah. Instead of selecting a key <laughs> out of a bowl, you either pick up a penis or yeah. a vajish. Yeah, and then you just go. This is what I'm going to live as now, going forward. Yeah, that's it. Very nice. Now, my nephew Very and nice. his and his uh, new wife are expecting a baby, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. fantastic. So I'm going to be a great Congrats. uncle again. I mean, the, you've always been a great uncle. I've been the best as, uncle. How dare exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I'm going to be a great uncle. Uh, it's going to be a boy. So hey, it was awesome. Congrats. I also Very thought it was a done. thing that um, I thought that people showed up in clothes colored. Uh, mm-hmm. What you think it's going to be. So if you think it's a boy, you go in blue. If you think it's a girl, right. you go in pink. Um I was the no only one. No one did. No, I was the yeah, only yeah. one. I showed up in, a, yeah, yeah. in the bluest shirt I've ever worn. Yeah? And... I've never seen you in a shirt. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Job interviews, man. I've, I've, <laughs> like, in the last... I don't know how long I've worn shirts mm-hmm. to job interviews and that's it. But right, today, okay. today was yeah, a special yeah. one. So I wore a blue shirt. Oh. It was weird. I felt uncomfortable. Nice. I looked like a Telford Street rat trying to be <laughs> not a Telford Street rat. And as I walked into that room full of people, yeah. they all thought... There is a Telford Street rat yep, trying not to shirt. be a Telford Street rat. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Thanks, man. Yes, it's all good. All good. <sighs> what, what are we doing today, Rob? Uh, we are doing the second in Edgar Wright's uh, masterpiece cinema uh, Cornetto trilogy. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. The Blue Hot Cornetto. Fuzz, the Blue Cornetto. Dude, I Because fucking... Shaun of the Dead was the red one. Shaun of the Dead is the red cornetto. Zombies, blood and gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Fuzz, the blue one, police. Police. And then World's End, green, sci-fi, and the brown cornetto gets no love because Edgar Wright is apparently a racist. I don't think there is a brown cornetto. Google it. I don't think there is. Chocolate cornetto, mate. It exists. I'm also a lactose intolerant vegan, so I have no yeah. authority commenting on, on ice cream. On 
at no, all. No, no, no. Sorbets, um, so- however, I will fight you in the fucking street about because <laughs> it's my only option. All right. <laughs> so just before we get into this, uh, I thought I was not going to enjoy rewatching this film because I Same. see it three or four times a year. Same. Uh, turns out it rewatches incredibly well. So for the two or three people that have not seen this film, and I usually say that ironically, but this time it's genuinely. Mm. I think very few people haven't seen this film. But if it's been a while, it's worth a rewatch. And if you haven't seen it, stop listening right now. Please. This is one of the tightest written films ever. Every single line is a clue. And if we tell you a plot point that happens later in the film, it's not just ruining that plot point. It's ruining all the breadcrumbs that lead up, lead up to it. 100%. And it's just ruining an experience that would otherwise be a joyous one for you, or at least diminishing it. You're still going to enjoy it. See, that's but... the point, though, man. It's the experience that we don't want to mm-hmm. rob you of. Like, normally yeah. with other movies, it's fine. It's just watching a movie. This one, mm-hmm. there is layers upon layers upon layers. And like mm-hmm. you rightly said, there is a breadcrumb trail that takes you from point A to point Z, and then at all the places yeah. in between at various points throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so please, if you have not seen Hot Fuzz... Pause the episode right now, go and watch it, and then come back to us when you're done because it is an experience worth having. We don't want to rub that from you. We love you. We love you. Merry Christmas. That said, what's the synopsis of this film, man? With that being said, (laughs) now we get to get into one of the greatest British movies that has ever come to existence. Oh, God, yeah. It has... No right being this good. (laughs) It has zero right being this good. The cast alone in this film... Is insane. Is mind-boggling. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are a given, but Martin Freeman, Bill Mm -hmm. Nighy, fucking... Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. You've got Bill Bailey. Olivia Coleman, who's won an Oscar, for fuck's sake. Olivia. Although not by the time she's in this point. Yeah, Yeah. but still... (laughs) She is like one of the greatest British British like fucking entertainers that we've ever birthed. Do you know what she won the Oscar for? No. The favourite, uh, which is about the Queen having a lesbian relationship, because there's nothing like a bit of girl on girl. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. <laughs> Dirty bastard. <laughs> See now, there's little spoilers like that that are hilarious if you've seen the film. And if you yeah. haven't, pause the fucking episode and go and watch it, because that was just a yes. taste. That was a taste. Oof. And it would have ruined the fucking experience for you, okay? It would have done. All right. Now we've stopped yelling at our listeners. Synopsis. Synopsis. Right. So... Tell me. Nicholas Angel is a stellar police officer in good old London City. Stellar police officer? Stellar. The the lager. He is a stellar police officer. Oh, Stella. Stella. All right, Stella. (laughs) All right, Stella. All right, bad. Chuck us a Stella, will you? See? I'm sober, (laughs) man. I don't need to worry about this anymore. <laughs> Can't be confused anymore. Sober. Yeah, yeah. One year nice. and 15 days, by the way. Fucking loving Congratulations. life. Congratulations. Nicholas Angel is a stellar police officer. Top of his fucking game in London. Mm-hmm. As in, like, crime rates are so low that the, that the police force in London, the Metropolitan Police Force in London, are like, we're going to have to transfer this guy to a small town because he's making the rest of us look bad. Awful. Crime is so yeah. low, we look awful. He looks like Golden Boy. He's incredible. So we get shipped off to Sanford. Sanford, Gloucestershire. <laughs> Gloucestershire, where everyone... That's where I am. <laughs> everyone talks like farmers. Um, that, that was a g- good attempt. But, thanks, but man. Yeah, I can't... Yeah. I, I'm struggling with this, this accent. This accent's rough. Like, I, <laughs> I'm the Midlands. You know what I mean? The farms yeah. around here, everyone's like, all right, dickhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> so talking like a proper farmer... 
in my tracker. In a farmer. That's all right. You do, do, do it all right. You do it all right. I'll warm up throughout the episode that. there, my love. I'll warm up little bit by little bit. I, can't, I lost oh, it. God. I lost it at the end there. It's fine. It was like I was melting. That sounded like if a melted candle could talk, that's what they would sound like. Uh, he gets transferred out to this small town of Sanford where everything... Mm-hmm. Seems incredibly fucking mundane, incredibly boring. Crime rates are tiny. The only things that he really has to tackle are like youth, uh, underage drinking in the local pub, catching the swan, catching the local missing swan <laughs> for <laughs> local farmer Stephen Merchant, who is in this incredible. fucking movie, by the way. Yes, uh, incredible piece. So they they that the swan piece runs throughout the story. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. Only to discover. That the small town of Sanford is secretly being ruled by an Illuminati of local <laughs> business owners who are desperate to win the best the of the year village of the year award. Neighborhood <laughs> Watch Association (NWA) NWA uh, and the incredibly high accident rate in Sanford that has kept the police completely oblivious up to this point is in fact a murderous plot. It's dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's a classic whodunit slash action adventure mm-hmm. slash fucking over the top <laughs> guns, bombs, mines, yeah. explosions, car chases. Uh, but it's also one of the funniest fucking films that I've seen in a very long time. I think coming back to that writing thing, so. I mean, we knew that Edgar Wright was and Simon Pegg w- wrote well together when we saw Shaun of the Dead. There's no oh, doubt 100%. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think something that um, The World's End doesn't do as well as this does, uh, or Shaun of the Dead does, is intellectually engage with the genre as a as a satire, whilst also being an incredible example of that genre. Right, I so agree not, with you on not, that. It's not outside mocking, yeah, and it's not a bad attempt at a thing that it's mocking. And yeah. I think this is where, when we were talking about Wet Hot American Summer, I struggled mm-hmm. because I know it's one of your favourites, and I'm not. We're not going to reopen that. No, debate. no, no. Go it's back fine. And you can, to our episode exactly. On Go listen to but, that. Good um, plug. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna mock something, you have to be better than that thing. Yes. And Hot Fuzz is simultaneously an incredible satire of American yes. police action films. Whilst I'd... being an incredible... Or police action generally. Okay, whilst yeah, yeah, being an fair. incredible example of a police action film. And it yes. gives it the right to, to make these jokes. Yeah, and it 100%. has this amazing ability to contrast that juxtaposition between the sort of high stakes of an action film and the rural setting of a Gloucestershire village. Exactly. Definitely. 100%. It's, it's, it's a very beautiful thing to behold. And the, the little ways in which it does that, you know, there's, there's a hilarious... There's two characters called the Andes. And they are the... <laughs> <laughs> they are the detectives. Um, just, just mentioning them. <laughs> just mentioning them. Sorry. I yeah, was taking no, a sip of coffee. Oh, that was my bad. Oh, incredible. <clears throat> Um, but they, you know, Nick Angel's sitting in the pub with his new colleagues talking about his exciting life in London, which he, he's playing, you know, he doesn't see it as exciting. It's just normal policing. Yeah. But to these guys, it's, you know, Danny, Danny Butterman, and Nick Frost characters like, oh, my God, you ever you ever shot someone? And the, the Andes go, well, everyone, every, everyone's packing around here with more guns in the country than there are in the city. And uh, and he goes, oh yeah, who's packing? He's like, farmers and their mums. Every farmer and his mum's got a gun around here. And he's like, oh yeah, well, who's got guns on? Farmers. Who else? 
farmers' mums. <laughs> now, <laughs> the reason it's a hilarious scene is because it establishes <laughs> the the um, characters of the Andes and their relationship to Nicholas Angel and the fact that they're suspicious, all this sort of stuff. But it also makes it makes a point that the what they're using to back that up is kind of unfounded. You know, the answer to his genuine question yeah, yeah, yeah. was just the saying. Yeah. So it's character building, it's relationship determining. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And you go, okay, that's the trifecta. Brilliant. We can move on. Two fucking hours later in the film, <laughs> who's the first person that shoots at Nicholas Angel? A uh, farmer. A farmer. And then the second person would be his mum. <laughs> that is that is a truth fact. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking outstanding how they they wrap up everything like this, man. Um, yeah, I'd say arguably to to reinforce your point that you're making there, I would say my favorite character in this entire fucking movie is the Swan, right? Who we all assume is just is just a throwaway like joke on you know the small yeah. town setting. Oh, my Swan's missing. Can you help me find my Swan? This is the only <laughs> thing the police do around here. What's what's he look like? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's about two foot tall, uh, yep. long neck. Anything else? I, I, it's a swan. <laughs> I mean, it's a swan. You got Nicholas Angel interviewing uh, Stephen Merchant like he's a you know like a true yeah. missing persons report in Ooh. his little notebook. On that note, do you want an ice cream? Do I want an ice cream? Did you not hear the ice cream van? No. Oh well, the viewers will. The ice cream man's still a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got some lovely green sleeves playing now. I don't think I've seen an ice cream man in about 15 years, and I don't know why. Come to Gloucestershire, mate. Come to Sanford, yeah. Gloucestershire. You will hear <laughs> the ice cream man. It's Come good. to the village of the year, and you will get yeah. yourself a Cornetto. Model village, mate. Again, mate. Um, Lactose intolerant <laughs> vegan. No business with ice cream whatsoever. That's like, it's it's just a dangerous case of the shits and moral ambiguity. You know what I it's mean? It's going to be a great horror film about, you know, the the sort of, of, a, of like a serial killer ice cream man in a vegan lactose intolerant population. I'm pretty and sure there is a, one, isn't there? All right, we're going to look into that because that's, yeah. uh, oh, I'm already, I'm getting, sh I'm getting, tingles right the swan i'm into it the swan so the swan periodically pops up in various scenes left right and center and you're thinking oh there it is there's that little little mm -hmm. cheeky little callback right up until uh the climactic chase the climactic chase which has been predicted by nick frost again mm -hmm. whose character spoils the entire film. spoils the entire fucking movie again <laughs> which is fantastic yeah um mid high speed chase they stop they seize their only opportunity, their genuine, mm -hmm. only genuine opportunity they've had all movie to actually capture the swan safely, yeah. put it in the police car, and then they continue their high-speed chase. Now, we'll get into like the how Nick Frost spoils the movie mm -hmm. and, and the chase and stuff in a moment, but for the swan to then come back mm -hmm. and foil the true villain's plans, <laughs> making the swan the, the most, most important, important the character... <laughs> the most important job possible for these two fucking yeah. small town policemen. It was it was fucking outrageous, man. I yeah, insane writing. It's unbelievable writing. It's fascinating to see a script element do its job and then be used to do the exact opposite thing. It's like using it's using one tool for two purposes, and they happen to be the exact opposite purpose. To yeah, do that successfully as a writer is. Fucking impossible. And Edgar Wright in Simon Pegg Manager. It's insane. 
it makes me have this certain i i'm born and raised in small town right small town born yeah. and raised i've lived in cities it's not for me i'm back in yeah. my i'm back in my hometown my small mm -hmm. hometown and i fucking adore it with my heart right to have a team of writers in mm -hmm. this case edgar wright and simon Pegg, to have these two yep. guys nail yeah the intricacies of small yeah. town living mixed in gotcha. with uh, the the sort of like the little nuances of big city life but to mm -hmm. do it in such an earnest and honest way without sort of poking fun and, and like no. doing the whole stereotypical shit they actually nope. delve into like some of the dynamics that you would have <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. in in the movie and the shopkeeper being able to pick up on everyone's business we have that in my in my hometown yeah, yeah, yeah. that's There's a really people... good point actually in terms of the cliches they deploy are cliches about action films. They're not cliches about the people. Exactly. Dude, see, yeah. you can take the piss out of small town people left, right, and center yeah. because we're yeah, yeah. really mockable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everything is closed by 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. There is nothing oh, yeah. to do here other than drink yeah. and drugs. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. When I came out to the countryside, I was I was shocked the buses stopped at 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> is, what is it right now? It's, tw it's 20 to 6 on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I can't get the bus anywhere right now. <laughs> if I if I want to book a taxi, it's time and a half yeah. because this is considered out of hours. Six p.m. on a Sunday is considered out of hours in my small town. Time and oh a half in a taxi. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. But what I'm saying is right. There's cheap shots to be had, and they mm -hmm. don't they don't take the low hanging fruit. What they no, instead they do is they immerse themselves in this situation, which brings everyone in. It's yeah. not excluding anyone. It's inclusive to every single person that watches this. There's something for yeah. everyone. And I fucking adore that about this movie so much. I could show this to my 74-year-old uh, year old mum. And she mm -hmm. would find it hilarious in the way yep. that she grew up in a small town in, in England. Yeah, She'd yeah. be like, oh 100%. my God, that, that's how it used to be yeah. at this point. And the fact that they use shit like Summerfield... Is <laughs> it's, it's just a little cherry on the top, man. If you don't know what Summerfield is, Summerfield used to be like a high street... Local shop. Local shop. It's the local shop. shop that's a chain. Yeah, so but rather it... than the local shop that's run by a nice bloke. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of gets things as in as and when. Exactly. It's the smallest possible establishment you could call a supermarket. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. <laughs> it's the yeah, smallest yeah, possible yeah, yeah. supermarket. But they were everywhere yeah. in the UK. But they still held that little fucking like, mm -hmm. everyone knows everyone's business. You know what I mean? Yep. We had 100%. it with a quick save as well, man. There was fucking, there were the, the same person <laughs> that worked at the quick save is the mm -hmm. same person that worked at the Summerfield, is the yeah. same person that works in the co-op yeah. now. It's all the same building. <laughs> Three yeah, different yeah. things. Same Just person. different brand. Works yep. in all of it. So she knows your shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. she oh, God, yeah. Man, she knows that I stole Skittles from Quicksave when I was like eight <laughs> years old. I'm 33 right now, and she will still remember this fact. It yeah, is, yeah. It's that sort of shit that translates yeah. in this movie that makes it relatable to anyone and everyone. And it's just... 100%. It's, it's beautiful, man. Speaking of the cast, did you spot Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson... Director of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, I didn't. He was he was the Santa. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Lord of the Jackson. Rings. Two, Lord is of the two Rings. Towers out at this point? 2007? We'll assume it is for this, for my yeah, yeah. comedic point, right? Lord yeah. of the Rings comes out, Two Towers comes out. He's, they ring him. He's done King Kong, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just sort of like... <clears throat> Hello, uh, is this Peter Jackson? Yeah, mate, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I love your New I'm Zealand bit, accent. I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a bit busy, mate. So, so uh, you got a sore throat? 
Well, no, you know, I've, 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 you know, I've been smoking a lot down here. There's, there's only meth. We only get meth because we can cook it locally, you know? So I've got an image of Peter Jackson on the phone with like a, an enormous wizard pipe just sort of like yeah, heating yeah, yeah. the bottom of it and dropping little crystals uh, yeah. in the top. Little crystals. Wizard crystals? Lab, yes, lab, how to talk lab. to the elves. <laughs> lab to bowl. It's my lab to bowl. <laughs> oh, New Zealand's farm to table. <laughs> lab to bowl. Stop lab it. To bowl. Sorry. Right, back in. So, uh, yeah. All right, Peter Jackson. It's... Uh, it's Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg here. Um, well, you're right, boys. I uh, I, I like you. Um, I've, I've, I've gone very. I've gone off the reservation. What the fuck? Here. Are you from I, uh, Liverpool? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Like, oh, that was oh, Bromley. You're right. Uh, yeah, you're right, I mate. I like your zombie movie, mate. Oh, I'm a yum yum. <laughs> no, I like your zombie movie. <laughs> I like your zombie. <laughs> I like your zombie movies, mate. Oh, Surely thanks, man. Was a, thanks. Was a ripper. Yeah, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. So, uh, listen, we're big fans of your movie. We've got this new movie coming out, and we, um, we're just wondering. We're just going to float the idea out there. You know, aim high, all that business. We're just going to put it out there. Peter Jackson, director of Lord of the Rings, would you like a role in our movie? Hear me out. I've not got much time, if I'm honest, mate. I've got a lot of movies on. We've got, know, I can't I've, really commit to an only shoot. Of course right. you do. Listen. Right. We've got you covered. You're going to be on screen okay. for roughly three and a half seconds. And to just to make sure that it's a little inside joke for just all of us. You know what I mean? It's going to be really funny. You're going to watch the movie and go, that's me. And everyone's going to watch it and go, no, it fucking isn't. Uh, we want you to play a mall Santa who stabs a police officer through the hand with a knife right. and immediately disappears from screen. I mean, that sounds great, mate, but it sounds a little bit like you could have anyone in there because I'm going to have a big beard on, so you could just get a bloke that looks like me. Yeah, what we'd rather do is fly you 24 hours around the world, <laughs> shoot you for literally 11 seconds, and then you can fly back and carry on working on, I'm assuming, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, whatever movies are next. Oh, what a mentalist. Did you notice mm -hmm. Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, so, you know, Janine... Nicholas Angel's girlfriend, whose face is not seen at any point in this film. Fuck off! Stop it. The woman yeah. whose face is entirely covered for the fucking yep. five minutes she's on screen. Yep. That's Kate Blanchett. Yep. Also, guess where she lives? <laughs> if you say Gloucestershire, I'm going to lose my actual shit. Down the road from Peter Jackson. Same joke. <laughs> 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 Should we do a fake phone call, but this time you can just knock it up an octave, like, Oh, good night, mate. Yeah, it's definitely not Australia. This is more. This is more New Zealand. I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> oh, so we've established so far that uh, we both are amazing at New Zealand accents. Accents, yeah. Accents continue. generally. Yeah. Anyone yeah, yeah. that's from New Zealand that's listening right now, you're welcome. Um, In your opinion. Mm -hmm. Is there a better paced film uh, in Edgar Wright's catalogue? Oh my god, I'm so happy you brought this up. Um, I think he has two films in his catalogue mm -hmm. that are, in my eyes, for my mm -hmm. attention span and for my like rhythmic, rhythmic pleasing, there are two mm -hmm. movies that will always fucking come out on top, and that's Hot Fuzz You're and right. Baby Driver. Yep. Yep, I would agree. They are... Ooh, maybe Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is great, don't get me wrong. It is mm -hmm. fucking outstanding, and there is a million and yep. one things that are, that are amazing about that movie. I just think that with Hot Fuzz, 
the way that yeah. the yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, filming yeah, times in with the sound effects and the the mm. the music to an extent there's like the certain yeah, yeah. parts of soundtracks that'll affect yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on on screen and will affect the editing which is obviously that's whole that's baby mm. driver's whole fucking movie is yeah. that you know what i mean that's this gimmick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The the pacing, the transitions fitting in with the music, the the mm-hmm. way that he manipulates the soundtrack to convey action, along mm-hmm. with the transitional swipes and shit like this, it's just yeah, it's mind boggling. There's not, I didn't have a minute to lose concentration in this because it, it's just yeah, it's not even the slow bits in the pub are just there's yeah. something playing in oh, the background. Yeah, it, it's there's a fantastic bit where um Nicola, uh. Nick says, you know, oh, you know, I've, I've fired a gun a few times. Yeah. And Danny, uh, Nick Frost character, looks at him. But as he looks at him and that sort of light bulb moment comes on, the ting, the, yeah. the ting of the till yeah, yeah. in the pub just goes ding. Yeah. And it's it's a tiny moment. It's really quiet in the in the soundtrack. Yeah. But it's just that there's a reason for that sound to be there. hundred percent. representing the way a character feels. Definitely. This is and why, right? With this soundtrack. That's a, that's a half second of, of film. Yeah. And that's the amount of detail put into it, but every half second has that detail put into it. Every single fucking half second. There's not a moment in the soundtrack of this movie that doesn't correlate with what's on screen, and that no, blows it blows my mind that that not only have they written this script, not only mm-hmm. have they got the cast that they got, not only mm-hmm. did they make something so self-aware and piss-takey of the subject matter, but mm-hmm. simultaneously doing that subject matter arguably better than most of the shit they're taking the piss out of. Not only did yeah. they do all of that, but now the soundtrack and every sound effect that comes up in this movie directly <laughs> correlates with everything on screen. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, at some point between Shaun of the Dead and Spaced, one of them made a devil, uh, uh, like a deal with the devil <laughs> and they just, everything they touch now turns to gold. Like, I don't, I don't get what's going on. The, we need to find, I'm guessing somewhere in Sanford around the Illuminati yeah, yeah. thing. There's got to yeah, be a yeah. crossroads somewhere with just sort of like a little cigar box of like Edgar Wright's baby teeth, like buried yeah, yeah. in the middle 100%. of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insane, man. The whole thing. Who's your, who's your favorite character? Because I've got a few. The Swan. The Swan's the sw- your favorite character. I mean, right. The Swan is my favorite character in this movie because he's the ultimate hero, right? He's the un- right. he's the unassuming hero that you kind of you've written off in the beginning as just being sort of like yeah. a little kind of ha It's a Swan, not Mister Webley the farmer with the sea mine. In, nope, <laughs> in a landlocked <laughs> county, <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near the like, sea. But he has a mine like, that is specifically designed yeah, to yeah. blow up submarines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. is and really this- fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> My, I think, I think for me, it's it's whichever of the Andes is played by Paddy Considine. Who? Oh, that's Andy. That's Andy. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, Andy. Andy. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things he does. He doesn't have Rafe Spall's <laughs> fantastic line that we used in the intro. Want to be a big cop in a small town? Fuck up off the middle village. <laughs> that is that is cinematic gold. There's no denying that. Fuck off up but the middle li- village, mate. It's it's, a, it's the little moments with Paddy Considine where like they. <laughs> They say something dismissive to Nick Angel and they walk off, they walk out of frame. <laughs> and then Paddy Constantine just walks back into frame it's, to give him another second of look. It's, it's, it's oh my God. Genius. I'm so glad it's you brought right, that Andy. up. It's just bolognese. It's just... Is another, <laughs> is, is another genius Hold moment. On. They're fucking talking about a mansion that has just exploded for no reason. <laughs> They're saying he was pissed. The Andes are like, it's a fucking mistake. Mistake happens all the time around here. 
and then they're like, stop being such a dickhead. And they both walk off screen, giving him the fucking eyeballs. Paddy Considine takes one step back in just to make sure that he's seen the eyeball and then walks out. I was crying at that, man. Crying so at that. Good. Oh my God. The, for the few of you that haven't, that have maybe, we're saying Paddy Considine and we don't, you don't know it, and you are Game of Thrones fans, most people were Game of Thrones fan until season eight. We won't get into that. I'm still uh, Game of Thrones fan. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm in the camp where I'll defend that show to the end. I know that it ended poorly, but I also yeah, think that all, if yeah. you set the bar that high and consistently keep yeah. the bar that high, what the fuck are you supposed to do with it? There's no, there's, there's I, I, I think, I think, I think they should have done everything they did do, but I think the last three episodes should have been a season each. I think you oh, do a season on the Night King, okay. you do a season on Cersei, and you do a season on Daenerys. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in for that. Everything happens exactly yeah, that dude. way. You just take more time doing All it. All right, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take back my initial statement. We should have been that. Fuck what I said. Yeah. My opinion is dog shit. See what... <sighs> I wish it would have been three seasons. I would have watched the shit right? out of all three of them seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the Night King is a, is a season end bad guy, oh my and then God. Cersei is a season end bad guy, and then you've got two seasons there to slowly tweak Daenerys round to what she becomes. They should have done the three seasons, and then come back, like maybe six months or a year down mm -hmm. the line, and just gone. Mm -hmm. Here's an hour and a half long episode on Game of Thrones on how it ends, and it ties in yep. all fucking four seasons. Mm -hmm. Holy yep. shit! Yeah. Fuck you, George R.R. Oh, yeah. Martin. <laughs> You've been working Pirate on that fuck. shit for years. We just fixed your shit in like, what, 14, 15 seconds? It's not that. It's that. It's, uh, it is that. Don't take this away from me. I need a win Buy today. some wine off. No, no. Because he gave them how it ended. And they just went, we're going to do that in one sentence. And he's like, oh, I was kind of thinking it was a four book thing. And they're like, yeah, we'll just, we've been offered a Star Wars series. So a trilogy. So we're going to uh, go off and do that. Yeah, yeah. And they okay. fucked up season eight so badly that Disney took the Star Wars trilogy away from them. Imagine how much that hurts. Mm. You fuck up. You, 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 you cut your baby's face. So you can go for a night out and then they cancel the drinks. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> if you've only seen Paddy Constantine in House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones series, you are missing out because he is only a cameo in this, but uh, Dead Man's Shoes, incredible film starring Paddy Constantine. Mind-bendingly good shit. Literally, uh, I did that for media studies and it fucking right. changed my life. That was like, you know how everyone has their one college experience that is like... Yep. Okay, yep. so this is what life can be. Dead Man's Shoes was that for me. That was Great. it. Was that what's, lecture? What's another good Paddy Considine? Uh, he's in a lot of stuff by Shane Meadows. Uh, one of my favorites is right. going to be Room for Romeo Brass. Nice. I think that's his film debut, nice. and he literally plays like one of the most unsettling characters that exists. I'm going to shock you now and tell you that I've not seen it. I think that you'd actually like this. If I recommend you this it, and you actually yeah, yeah, like it, it, I need some credit yeah. back because you're always saying I like shit yeah, yeah. movies, even though I'm into bangers <laughs> like Tremor 6 <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. Uh, and he also, he, also, <laughs> he also writes and directs. So if you want to ruin your week, watch uh, Tyrannosaur or The Journeyman. I mean, it's... Both films that will stick with you. Uh, for the rest of your life. Yeah, Ruin Your Week's a, a strong way to put it, right? It, they're am it's amazing. They are amazing entries yeah. into cinema, but they are like incredible movies that you can never watch again. Yes, 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 yes. You watch them very, once very so. and you're like, fuck me, that yeah. was heavy. That was an entire yeah. journey. I now feel emotionally drained. I need to go and reassess where I'm at in my yeah. existence. 
Definitely. You can't really throw that on a, like a Tuesday afternoon, you know what I mean? You get home from work yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm just going to pop a <laughs> lasagna in the microwave and pop a Blu-ray they, of Tyrannosaur yeah. into the old, uh, <laughs> have a little giggle, you know? Truly relaxed. They are, they are, they are, he is a titan of cinema and you should check him out. He's also a lovely what person, re- man. I bumped into him at Comic-Con once. He was literally just stood in the queue for Comic-Con. Uh, this guy that I went with, I used to hang out mm-hmm. with a lot. He... <laughs> His phone had broke, so he he brought an mm-hmm. iPad with him to take pictures. Uh, he turned what? around to me and my friend and was just what, like one of the thin ones. No, no, no. Like this a... is like an early. This is like an early iPad. Like one of the first it's ones. Like, like a heavy flow iPad. It's like the, it's the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! That was awful. Right. I appreciate it, but that was awful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. It's the so your mate came at Paddy Considine with a heavy flow iPad. He came. At, just... He literally looked at me and my friend dead in the eye and went. Yeah, there's some good cosplays here, man. That guy kind of looks like Paddy Considine. And we were like, that is Paddy Considine. And he parted the fucking seas, like biblically oh, parted the, the crowd, right? That guy's just there to have a good time. Dude, like. he was so incognito. No, it, like, If people recognized him, they just fucking left mm-hmm. him alone because he was in the queue with either like a buddy and his son or like a brother mm-hmm. and nephew or whatever, right? None of our fucking business. He was there with people to just enjoy oh. fucking Comic Con, to just go yeah. around and enjoy himself, right? And then this knobhead with a, a CRTV equivalent of an iPad. <laughs> it was like a fucking fridge door. It was enormous. Just went, Paddy! Paddy! And the look in his face as if to be sort of like, mate, I have been in this queue for over an hour and not one person mm-hmm. has said anything to me and you've just alerted every cunt in this fucking queue <laughs> to my existence with your enormous iPad. He didn't ask him for a picture. He just shoved it in his face and stood next to him, uncomfortably close. And me and my me and my roommate at the time are stood there. Our hands are on our head like, what are we watching? Mm-hmm. This is like an assault. But we couldn't look away because also, if we had to retell this story in court, I wanted to be on Paddy's side, so I didn't want to miss the detail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if Paddy's lawyer comes out and he's sort of like, he was an inch away from his face, and I would have been like, uh, excuse me, it was more like three quarters of an inch away. He was a lot closer <laughs> than an inch. Thank you. Paddy, find my shoe. Thank you. <laughs> what are you going to rate this film, Ben? Fat 10. Fat ten. It's in fact, if I hadn't talked us down from giving Lost World a fat ten, yeah, which I still, I actually stand by. I don't think it does deserve. We've done. We've we're on a whole month of fat tens. It's just I think what we did is we we came up with the idea to interlink series so we could watch more mm-hmm. than one series after the, after the Batman saga. Yeah, um, we just picked two of our favorite fucking. Fu- <laughs> yeah, we just picked two of our favorite trilogies and we're like, maybe we should start with these. Weird movies yeah. to cover because we're both like, yeah, it's great. And then you're like, yeah, it's great. And then we're like, cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, it's fucking, oh, we are on like a solid, it's, it's a great fucking movie run at the moment. I'm going to have to throw a spanner in the works. I'm going to, I think the next time around, I'm going to pick something. What we should do the next, uh, once we're done mm. with uh, World's End and Jurassic Park 3, what we should do is you pick a series of movies mm-hmm. and I'll pick a series of movies and we interlink yep. them. And then that Let's way, that. I know that you're going to love them, but you mm-hmm. don't know whether I will. And I know yeah, no, I'm yeah, going to yeah. love them, but I don't know yeah. whether you will. No, that's good. I like that. Sweet. I like that. Let's do that. All right. We'll, 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 we'll come back to you listeners with, with what those will be. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, get us on our socials. Uh, we've got Discord, Instagram, Facebook, all the rest. Uh, Twitter. And a personal favor. 
Twitter, we've got Twitter. We've got Twitter. Facebook, I don't know how to Bebo, use it properly. MySpace. Neither. I tried to set us up a MySpace the other day, like unironically. It's the fucking right. most complex thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. I couldn't figure oh it out. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Since it's, it Tom definitely... sold up, mate, it's gone to shit. I don't even know what it is anymore. <laughs> oh do you remember when do you remember when owners and inventors of 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 social media platforms weren't android lizard people not really i remember tom that was it tom wasn't tom was cool was he i don't know he was everyone's friend i used to think i was special no (laughs) everyone's friend mate But we're doing well on the podcast. If you uh, if you enjoy us, uh, come check us out again on our socials. Where next week we will be covering Jurassic Park Three: The Lost World, the one, the Lost World. Alan talks. Oh, Jurassic Park Three. It's just Jurassic Park. It's just Jurassic Park Three. We've done the Lost World. You can go and check out the Lost World. No one tells me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jurassic Park Three hyphen nothing. Jurassic Park Three hyphen. Should have called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> Hyphen, the one where Alan talks to a velociraptor. Let's not. Um, Alan. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will see you next week for Jurassic Park 3. I've been Ben Groves. Well, I still am Ben Groves. I've been Rob McFarlane. And you are still Rob McFarlane. So we yeah, are yeah, still yeah. us, but we have yes. also been us. Oh my god, we're getting into philosophy here, mate. Let's end it. And just go... Consume! Dirty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) How do I stop this recording, though?